The music is provided by Calvary Quartet. You can have more of their music at calvaryquartet.com or log on to our website at gospelbaptistchurch.com. Thankfully, Jude, his half-brother, came to know his uh, older brother as Lord and Savior. And uh, I love how Jude starts this book in stating that he is a servant of Jesus Christ. I mean, that's a huge statement, not only for us and for anyone uh, to make the statement that you're a servant of Jesus Christ, but taking into account the the unique situation Jude is in is that his older brother's the Messiah. He finally realizes that his older brother is the Messiah, accepts him as Savior, and then calls himself a servant of Jesus Christ. Uh, let me read the first verse, and then we'll have a word of prayer. It says, Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called. And I want to take uh, special attention to the statement that Jude makes stating that are sanctified by God the Father. And I just want to touch a little bit on that tonight. Sanctified by God the Father. Heavenly Father, I ask once again that you would bless our time together. Father, may it be your power that is evident tonight because only you, through your Holy Spirit and the Word of God, can change a life. Nothing that I can do will ever change anybody. But Father, you can change us tonight as we submit to your will, as we hear it from your Word. So please meet with us and guide us and direct us so that your will is done in earth as it is in heaven. For we ask these things again in Christ's name. Amen. And so we see Jude, again, the half-brother of Jesus Christ, a saved man, a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jude is really, uh, all the word of God is unique and special. Jude, however, really is talking to us in regards to how to live our lives in the last days. And I know I've been in church ever since I was born, basically. And uh, uh, many preachers have uh, come to the pulpit and made the statement that the Lord Jesus is coming back within 10 years or uh, our generation will be the generation that sees the rapture. And, and I pray that it is. I would love to be a part of the rapture. That would be an awesome, uh, awesome event to be a part of. We are going to be a part of it one way or the other. Uh, we're coming back with him or we're going to go up to meet him. I'd like to be the part that goes up to meet him. Uh, that's my desire. Uh, and so 
we are obviously, as we continue this walk on this earth, we are approaching that date, that time, which no man knows. So we cannot predict, we cannot tell you when it's going to happen. Obviously, there are, there are signs and times that we can look at and kind of tell that it's drawing near. And certainly, as you survey uh, what is happening, not only in the United States, but worldwide, you can see the handiwork of God in bringing all of this together to where he will rapture the church and the tribulation period will start. And so Jude is, is unique in this fashion in that he's instructing the children of God on how we are to live during the last days because we are living in an age of apostasy today. I think it is quite prevalent that we are living in that age of apostasy. And an apostate, just to give you kind of a definition, is an individual that has never trusted Jesus Christ as Savior. But they, they've, been, they've had the truth revealed to them, but they've turned from that truth. They've manipulated that truth. Uh, as Romans chapter 1 tells us, they've turned the truth into a lie. So they've taken certain truths of the Word of God and manipulated the truth of the Word of God to try to somehow make themselves advantaged for it. Whether it be financial, whether it be for prestige, position, or power, they have never received Christ as Savior but they'll use the Word of God, they'll use the, some principles of the Word of God, not to exalt Christ, but to exalt themselves, to give them position, power, favor, finances, whatever it might be. And so Jude is writing to the children of God, those who know Jesus Christ as their Savior, as it says, to them that are sanctified by God the Father. And if you are a Christian tonight, you have been bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ, as we've had communion tonight, demonstrating that the Lord Jesus gave His body, gave His blood uh, to save us from our sin. And so if we're Christians tonight, and I pray that everyone here tonight knows the Lord Jesus as Savior. I mean, young person to the most elderly, I pray that everybody knows Jesus Christ personally, not because mom and dad do uh, know Christ, but that you know Christ as your personal Savior. And for us that are children of God, it is God's desire for us to live a holy life for Him, a sanctified life for Him. And that's what I would like to give you tonight is some thoughts in regards to that little statement that they are sanctified by God the Father. But if you've never accepted Christ as your Savior, it is the most fundamental, important decision that you will ever make. And I pray tonight that if you have any doubt, if you have any hesitation, that you will nail it down tonight and walk out of here knowing that you are a child of God. Because the Bible is firm that we can know for certain, without a doubt, that we are children of God, that you have been born from above, you've been born of the Spirit of God, you can solidify, you can definitively know that you're a child of God tonight. And I pray that you will make sure before you walk out of those doors that you know that you're a child of God. But for us that are children of God, 
You've been bought with the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And His desire for us is to live a sanctified life. That is who the book is written to. Those that have been sanctified uh, by God the Father. So first I want to uh, just share with you tonight that we are set apart for God. Sanctification or sanctified means to be set apart. And the Lord Jesus Christ purchased you, he bought you out of the slave market of sin into his own family, and the price was his precious, holy, innocent blood. He has purchased you. You are, we are, I am, his purchased possession. And he has sanctified us, or set us apart we belong to the Lord Jesus Christ, and we've been set apart for a purpose. A beautiful illustration of this is found in Genesis chapter 2, the first three verses. After six days of creation, God rests on the seventh day. And in Genesis chapter 2, verse 3, God says that, he says, And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, meaning that he took that day and set it apart for a special purpose in that he rested from his work of creation. And so have we been as a child of God. If you're a child of God, praying that all of us are, you have been set apart or set aside for the use of God. God's use is an awesome work that all of us need to be a part of, and all of us need to yield ourselves to that work. According to Romans chapter 6, there are basically two masters. One is evil, the other is righteous, which is God, and we can yield our members, servants, unto unrighteousness with the end result, death and destruction, or we can yield ourselves to righteousness with the end result of life, happiness, and joy. And as children of God, I pray it's your desire that God has set you aside, set you apart. He has sanctified you so that you will use your members, your talents, your gifts, your body, your voice, your eyes, your ears, your hands, your feet, whatever it might be, that you would use those members, those talents, to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ. We should yield ourselves to God. Really, doing anything else is sin. Giving ourselves over to anything besides what God wants us to do is ungodly. And so it's an important part of our Christian walk, realizing we are set apart for God. As you know, I love medicine. But you know my passion is the ministry and the love of my Savior, Jesus Christ. And it is an honor and privilege, not only for me, but it also should be for you to realize that God himself, when he purchased you with his son's precious blood, has set you apart, has set you aside for a specific task, for a, a specific ministry or job, or whatever you might want to call it, to glorify Him.
And I want to encourage all of you tonight, as Pastor has said so many times, is to get involved in one of the ministries here at Gospel Baptist. Some have uh, voices that can be utilized to sing specials, sing in the choir. Some have the ability to teach. <clears throat> Some have the ability to be, and sometimes we overlook this, but just to be a friendly face at the front door. You know, some people, and one of my sisters is this way, she can talk to a wall, and the wall will talk back. It's just <clears throat> having that awesome personality that you, can, you kind of never meet a stranger. Uh, and that is a talent or a gift given by God uh, because as I've been able to travel around to many churches across the United States and Canada, uh, sometimes you're not met by friendly folk. Uh, sometimes, uh, and you think that you're going to be somewhat nicely treated because the pastor has asked you there uh, to be the special speaker for the day or for the weekend, whatever it might be. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, when people break open that door and find a friendly, happy, welcoming person, don't overlook that or don't put that beneath the, the, uh, someone that has the ability to sing a wonderful uh, song, which is great, or preach a wonderful message or teach a wonderful message or share the gospel out soul winning or working on the buses. That is huge, having that happy a joyful face and person uh, to walk into, especially as a first-time visitor, because again, you only get what? One first impression. And it's nice to have it in that respect. So may I encourage you that God has set you apart. You have been sanctified by God the Father. So find a, a purpose. Uh, as we talked about in Sunday school, God has given us power, and His power has a purpose, and that purpose is to serve the Lord Jesus Christ and others. So if you do not have a ministry, if you do not have something that you're able to jump into and, and uh, work for the Lord Jesus Christ, then pray about it. Take time and fast about it. Talk to pastor about it and see where God could utilize you to strengthen the ministry, the further the ministry here at the gospel. Now some, because of age, sickness, may only be able to pray. And there's certainly nothing wrong with that. My mamaw, which was my grandmother from Alabama, we called her mamaw, had congestive heart failure uh, for probably a good 12 years before she passed away. She couldn't go door to door. Uh, she couldn't really even go to church. And I'm going to tell you one thing that woman could do is pray. And uh, I did not ever want to offend her or get on her bad side in any way because I wanted her prayers. Uh, and so, may we realize, because Satan may come and say, well, all you can do is pray. But that's how he'll work, because he wants to discourage you. All you can do is usher. All you can do is welcome someone uh, at the door. He'll even get on people, well, all you can do is teach. All you can do is sing. He doesn't care about exactly what you're doing. He wants to discourage you from what you're doing. And that's, he wants to take you out of the game 
where in fact God has sanctified us. He has set us aside, set us apart for a purpose. And that purpose is first to serve the Lord Jesus Christ and then serve others. So please remember, God's desire has been for us to be set apart to work for Him and to show this world the Lord Jesus Christ. Secondly, I want to share with you that we are declared holy. Praise the Lord. This is what you can call positional sanctification. That when you trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you were declared or regarded as holy in the eyes of God because God looks at you through the Lord Jesus Christ. We have been clothed with the righteousness of Jesus Christ. As the saying goes, justified, just as if I had never sinned. He sees us, praise the Lord, not for who we are, God forbid, but He sees us through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And He sees us as holy. And if we ask God to forgive us and to cleanse us, He will. God will forgive us and cleanse us. But there are times when Satan will try to use false guilt to bring us again into bondage. You see, you've been forgiven. Praise the Lord. Think of all the thoughts that you've thought that were ungodly. And it could have occurred this afternoon. It could have been occurring now. God has forgiven us as his children. The things you've said, oh my soul. I look back at some of the things I've said and I shudder. Praise the Lord, they're forgiven. And then there are some things that we've done that we're not proud of, but through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, I am declared holy, I am declared righteous, I am regarded as righteous because God is not looking at me, praise the Lord. He's looking at me as I have been covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. But the devil will try to come in and give a false sense of guilt. Well, look what my thought life was five years ago. Look what I did five years ago. Look what I said five years ago or five months ago. And what the devil will do is try to get you focused on those things. And if he can get you focused on those things, you will not be focused on the things of God. You will not be focused on the reading of the Bible. Your focus will be off of your prayer life. Your focus will be off the ministry. And it will be on past things that were said, done, or thought that are under the blood of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Don't allow the devil to give you that false sense of guilt that keeps you in bondage. It's difficult because some have horrific past. But the blood of Jesus Christ is able to forgive all sin. It's under the blood. Rebuke the devil. Resist him. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Don't allow him that opportunity. 
uh, to put the seed of false guilt in your life that is going to keep you in bondage, keep you away from enjoying life, enjoying your ministry, enjoying your family, enjoying your relationship with God. Don't let them do it anymore. Break the bondage tonight. Say, no more, Satan. Am I going to listen to your lies? Because listening to lies equals bondage. Listening the truth, which is the Lord Jesus Christ, equals freedom. Don't fall for that stuff anymore. Because according to God, you're righteous through the Lord Jesus Christ. And then lastly, I talked about positional sanctification. May I talk to you about we are to be holy, which is practical sanctification. Sanctified can not only mean to be set apart, Sanctified can also mean that positional aspect to where we are declared or regarded as holy, but it can also mean to be holy. And in Joshua chapter 3, verses 1 through 5, this is before the children of Israel are going to cross over the Jordan River. Joshua tells the children of Israel in those verses, says, Sanctify yourselves. For tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And I believe God wants to do some wonderful things in our lives. But we need to allow the Lord Jesus to sanctify us. He set us apart. He's declared us holy. Now we need on a daily basis to yield our members to the Lord Jesus Christ. And as God gives us the grace, the mercy, and the power through the indwelling Holy Spirit, may we live a holy, righteous life according to the standards of the Word of God. And as we pursue that passion in our life, I believe the Lord is ready to do wonderful works amongst us as He did with the children of Israel. You know, the Bible teaches that the Christian life should be a holy life. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 15, he says, But as he that hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation or in all manner of your living or your life. John 17, 17, a wonderful verse. Jesus is praying and asking God for some things, and he says, Sanctify them through thy word. Thy word is truth. Sanctify them through the truth. Thy word is truth. The Lord desires and wants us to be holy. He wants us to live a separated life. And it's getting more <clears throat> difficult because of all the social issues going on today. You've heard Pastor talk about them. You've heard Pastor Moon talk about them. Uh, I've talked about them in the Sunday school class, but all the social issues that are going on, all the political issues that are going on, the world is getting darker. But as you know, as the world gets darker, the light that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ can shine even brighter. Even though the world is getting darker, it does not mean we have to follow that darkness. We can still follow the light of the Word of God and beam brightly for Christ in these latter days. We don't have to give in to the darkness. 
As Pastor Moon said this morning, you read the end of the book and we win. We are the victors. We have the final say. We have the final stand. We have the final victory and it's in our Lord Jesus Christ. So fully on what the world's doing, may we as children of God stay true to the dictates and standards of the Word of God. That's what he so desires. And to do so, we need to be in the Bible. Because sanctify them through the, thy word, thy word is truth. It is impossible to live a holy life apart from this book. Because how do I know how to conduct my life if I'm not in the Bible? It would be like medicine. Uh, I've heard of, I, when I entered me, uh, medical school, I believe I was 20 or 21, I had heard of pneumonia. Well, after four years of having it crammed down my throat, uh, I know now, and after 25 years of experience, I know a little bit more about pneumonia. But if I had not gone to those lectures on pneumonia, if I had never read the text on pneumonia, if I never treated pneumonia, then I would be as ignorant about it as I was when I was 17. And the same, and I would not know how to conduct myself as a physician if a person with pneumonia approached me. And the same is with the Word of God and the Christian life. I do not know how to conduct myself as a Christian unless I am taught by the Word of God how a Christian is to conduct their life. That's why we must saturate ourselves with the Word of God, read the Word of God, listen to the Word of God, be in the teaching of the Word of God, be in the preaching of the Word of God, attempt to saturate your life with the things of God so that we may be instructed in the things of God, so that we may have more knowledge of the things of God, so that we can live a more productive Christian life for our Savior, Jesus Christ. And so, we must be in the Word of God. We must put aside the things that are ungodly. And we all know that sin is pleasant for a season. But the joy we have in God is everlasting. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy cometh in the morning. We have so much more than what the world has to offer through our Lord Jesus Christ. Jude is talking to these people, and he's talking to us today about living our lives as there are many apostates out there trying to lead others astray and trying to infiltrate the church of God and lead us astray, may we resist at the devil and submit to the Lord Jesus Christ. Jude is writing to them that are sanctified. Let us praise God for His wonderful work of sanctification. And may we seek to live the holy life that God has called us to live. And so tonight, 
realize that you've been set apart. That's an honor. You've been set apart by God. I've been set apart. That doesn't mean you're going into the ministry. It means you've been set apart for a purpose. I beg you tonight to find that purpose, whatever it might be. As you know in the bulletin, there is a call out for those that can work on the bus ministry. Maybe that is where God would want you. It may not be, but it might be. Pray about it. God has set you apart for a purpose. And thank the Lord Jesus Christ through His shed blood that we have been declared righteous. We have been declared holy through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And may I encourage you tonight to live through the power of God. Live a holy life. Get rid of the worldly thought process. The worldly system that puts materials and puts prestige and power and position above our almighty God. Put that all aside. That is nothing to desire and desire Jesus Christ. Desire the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ and what God wants you to do. And dive into the word of God and do not allow the devil to keep you in bondage another moment by that false guilt. You've been forgiven. You've been declared righteous. You've been set apart. And my friends, may we practically every day attempt by the power of God to live a life that would be consistent with this book. Because I believe most of you know, if not, you'll know in a moment, or you'll know now, this is what we'll be judged from. So, may we know this book, and may we live this book. All of it to the glory of God. My friends, to those that are sanctified by God our Father, where do you find yourself tonight? Do you need Jesus Christ as your Savior? In a few moments, we're going to sing a song. It's called an invitation. There'll be men and ladies up front that if you have never trusted Christ as your Savior, we want to take you and we'll take you to a private area. Nothing is forced on you. We just want to share with you what this book has to say. And then it's up to you to accept it or reject it. But we want to share it with you. And for the children of God, it's time for all of us. No matter the age, it's time for us to step it up another notch in living for the Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't it easy to get casual? To kind of take a step back. Or like Pastor Moon said during communion. We just do it because it's just the thing to do. May we have a renewed fire under us. A renewed passion. As the world gets darker. May we have a passion to burn brighter for the Lord Jesus Christ. Father I thank you for this time tonight. I thank you that you died on the cross, you were buried, and you rose again for all mankind. And I do pray that 
If there's someone here tonight that's struggling with this, they're just uncertain. They just can't nail it down. That tonight, right now, as we have this time of invitation, they'll come and allow uh, appropriately a man or a woman to take them and share with them the Word of God so that they may definitively know tonight they're a child of God and on their way to heaven. Father, I pray that if there are any children of God here tonight that are in bondage because of their past, the devil's holding them in bondage because of a lie, may they realize tonight once again they've been forgiven. It's under the blood. Help them break that shackle of bondage and experience freedom in you once again. And help your children tonight have a renewed passion to live a holy, righteous life according to the Word of God. Work in all of our hearts tonight, please. Help all of us make decisions that would facilitate your will being done in all of our lives. And then, Father, with all that's going to be done and the decisions that will be made, whether at the altar or there in the seat, help us be careful to give you all the honor and glory. For we ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. If you don't mind standing. His hand has led through shadows
guided by.